Welcome to the Step 7 Ministries podcast. The mission is simple. Share Jesus with the addicted. Here we discuss recovery through the lens of Step 7. With Jesus as the center, you'll hear what makes the recovery journey through Step 7 unique and effective. We feature real help with an underlying approach of grace and brotherly love, along with the stories of men who have found recovery through connecting to Step 7 Ministries. Welcome back again to the Step 7 Ministries podcast. This is Mike. So glad you're here. Before I forget, let me remind you, please do some help for us. Do us a favor and go review this podcast. Give it five stars if you love these stories and these teachings from PT. I guess in me, I'm helping out with this some too. These steps are as much a part of me as they are a part of PT, even though he wrote them. Uh, today is episode on the episode is on step six. You'll notice at the beginning of the episode, I make a little mistake. I know you're a forgiving audience, and I missed step, step that we just talked about step seven when we talked about step five previously. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this conversation about step six. This is a really big step in a guy's recovery, so you're not going to want to miss this. So enjoy. All right, welcome back to the Step Seven Ministries podcast, and today. With uh, me and Pastor Tom, we're going to be talking about step six. Last time was step seven, and I mentioned last time how it led into this step, which most of the, a lot of these steps do. They do a great job of moving to the next one, to the next one. And uh, the healing gospel truth leads you into step six. And what's step six in the, in the Bible verse, Tom? Uh, step six simply reads, we came to accept him as our Lord and Savior. And then the verse says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John eight thirty two, and, and we, I think we we finished last week talking about gospel truth. That's right, so. and so yeah, like it, you may or may not have realized how you did that, but it did it. It worked great to have the the healing gospel truth. It's not just any truth. Um, and then Jesus in step six talking about being the truth, the life, and the way. Um, so this is a pretty big deal, though. Step six, we came to accept Him as our Lord and Savior. So. Um, again, you know, I, we mentioned this last time, you know, we read through these steps every week and most of us, I think, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm sure it's a high percentage of us have already accepted Jesus as our, um, Lord and savior. And yet it's good to reread it. And yet, um, why is this step to you, Tom, important in the recovery process within step seven's context? Well, I think a few weeks back, I, I forget exactly when, Mike, we we talked about the fact that in, in recovery circles, it really is all about who you're high. It's all about your higher power. They talk about higher power all the time, and that's wonderful, as long as you have the right higher power. If your higher power is not getting the getting it done for you, if you keep struggling, if you keep slipping and falling and slipping and falling, you've got a higher power problem in my mind. That's not the higher power that I want. So we, here at Step 7, obviously, we're, we're Christians, and we, we go straight to Jesus as the, the, the higher power, and we accept him as our Lord and Savior. And it, we go back to verse 2, we can, or um, uh, verse 3, or step 3, excuse me, we considered accepting him as our higher power. It's real simple. It, it couldn't be any any simpler. I think it's important to note, too, that we we came to accept him as our Lord and Savior. 
lot of times people like to just keep it real safe and simple. He's my Savior. He's also my Lord, which adds a whole another level of accountability. He's my boss. Yeah. He's he's in charge. <laughs> well, I wanted I wanted to actually talk about that in sort of sequence. Jesus okay. Jesus as a power, as Lord and Savior. Right. Uh, so why is it important that Jesus has the power? Start there. Why is it important in someone's recovery to have Jesus as the higher power, as the power? As the power. Well, these men that come to step seven, they have, they're so beat up. They have faith in absolutely nothing. They've, they've, they've just been beaten down and they need, they need to have faith. And even if it's just the faith of a mustard seed, a tiny bit of faith in something that might help them out. So to have a higher power, it, it says it all right there. It's not a lower power we're looking for. It's a higher power we're looking mm-hmm. for. And if that's the case, then let's go to the higher power. That's that's Jesus. That's our Lord. Um, and they need to be able to at least grab onto something. We use the word consider. They need to be able to consider that maybe there's a different way, a better way, a better higher power. Because if, if they just keep messing up there right. higher power is not working for him so what does he have power to do <laughs> uh, what doesn't he have power <laughs> to do might be a better question sure. he has power to heal him he has power to set him free that's what this is all about mm-hmm. it's all about freedom we talk in step one you know our lives have become a prison we're in prison if you look at John eight thirty two, the verse here, it says, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. You jump down a few verses to eight thirty six, and it says, so if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So it's not, I stop drinking and I'm free. I know we, we would never go down that path. Right. We, our mission statement here, and we've said this before is simply sharing Jesus with the addicted. That's what we do. And as long as we do that, we're successful. Yeah. I, I'm serious. It's so funny because we've been kind of struggling with this lately. Um, we've been talking to some grant writers, and this is kind of off topic, but it's, it's awesome. Sure. Uh, and they, they want to know about outcomes. What kind of outcomes? Well, we've talked about this before. It's yeah. been a few years, but I know we've talked about this. And it's this. tough. People how do, want to know. How do you measure success here? Yep. Is it qualitative? Right. Is it quantitative? How many people, you know, how long have you been sober? How good, you know, that's, you know, that's the, the, the quantitative. The qualitative is what's your like now or what's your life like now, you know, right. and that's the, that's the qualitative. And it's, it's next to impossible to measure, but Michelle and I were talking the other day, and she said, "Pastor, we're successful all the time." And I said, "Well, how do you how do you figure?" She said, "Our mission statement is simply to share Jesus with the addicted. That's that's what we're here to do. We're to share Jesus with the addicted, and that's what we do do with a hundred percent of the people that come through the program. Exactly. It's not our job to." drag them across the finish line. It's our job to get them to consider Jesus. It's our job to teach them about Jesus. So, and we've seen it. You've seen it, Mike, over and over. You, How many men have you seen come to the Lord through Step 7? It's mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's not that we have some special formula. Our system is Jesus Christ. Right. 
So, so it's the access to the power that yeah. we're, we're helping yeah. people get. Right. Um, it's not modifying behavior. It's not trying to be a dry drunk and just white knuckle it all the time. It's not Bible memorization. It's right. not. It's it's simply a relationship with Jesus. Right. When we the relationship is manifested through our previous step. You know, the study and the prayer, right. being part of a small group. Right. Um, so the next piece to the this this uh, step is he's so he's got he's power. I know it's not in the step. The word power is not in the step. But I I was thinking about it in this sequence. We give him power. And he has infinite power because we're not trying to rely on ourselves, but that circles back around on the third part of this. But the second part is Lord. And so uh, we don't always maybe anticipate or maybe most of the world today, what does is, what is to have Jesus as Lord mean um, for a guy in recovery? You know, I preached a message a few years back and a few of the guys really resonated with it. And if you, if you look at anybody who's struggling with major league sin in their life, they have to be able to admit that their way's not working real well. And I preached a message. The title of it was simply Freedom Through Obedience. And not to be legalistic it does sound legalistic but the fact is is we've been given this wonderful word the bible Uh, we've been given a manual on how to live and so in coming to scripture in coming to jesus we recognize that he is our lord and he does have a better way for us to live our lives our way does not work that's that's a no-brainer his way does and he loves us. And sometimes people, people don't want to come to Scripture because they think, oh, that's just going to be a big old book of do's and don'ts. Right. And that's not what it is. You know, It's a blessing to come to Scripture because you're going to learn how to live your life. So that goes over usually pretty easy at step seven because you don't need to convince these guys that, you know, how are things working out? For right. You? <laughs> so is it Lord over um, how I eat or Lord over, you know, uh, what I do on Saturday night? Or is it Lord over my job? How do we teach that? How do you teach that? Well, he's Lord over everything. Everything. Right. And if we don't, part of having a Lord is you need to surrender to that Lord. Yep. You know, Submission. If, if using the old Western metaphor here, if uh, if you're surrounded by the Indians and they're getting ready to take you down, and what do you do? You raise a white flag. You don't raise a white flag and then write out your conditions for that white flag. You raise a white flag. He's the Lord over everything. And we need to, like we've said before, that Scripture gives us an answer to the challenges all the challenges yeah. in our lives, not some. So the the beautiful part about it is he's, you know, he he's Lord of everything and he loves us. Mm-hmm. I tell the guys constantly, you've heard me say this a million times, two things you need to remember. Jesus is crazy mad in love with you. And the second one is he's in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good Lord to have. I was going to say, I think part of the... the um, 
living is that people would, especially men, compartmentalize life to be like sacred, non-sacred. You know, yeah. sacred yeah. and profane, I guess, would be a different way to put it, but profane not in a bad sense. But just it's and when Jesus is Lord over our lives, it's he's Lord over us all the time. Yeah. And it's Jesus calling, though, into that is I want you to be I want to be your Lord from the inside, not just in your what people see on the outside. And, you know, one of my prayers from way back when I was a young Christian was, God, please help me to be the same man here in my living room or in my bedroom as I am out there in the public. And I think that's what it's kind of getting at in terms of, Jesus, I want you to be Lord here now, and I want you to be Lord out there right. in, in the time to come. Right. So um, I think that's what you're, you're getting at. It's, uh, we re- like I said, we read these steps, and we say, Lord and Savior, and then we don't really slow down to know what that means. Yeah. And so yeah. he's a very good Lord to have. He's a very good, um, what's the word, master to have. Because he, he, Jesus says it clearly, the slave is not above the master. Paul himself says, I'm a slave to Christ. Right. And I think if we were to ask Paul and any of Christ's followers who are sincere, and I'd ask you, it's a pleasure to serve Jesus. Oh, my word, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. It's a you know, yeah. amazing things happen when we say, Jesus, I'm going to leave this up to you. Yeah. And you're going to take care of me. It's beautiful. It's freeing. That's what it is. It's freeing. Yeah. You know, Um. I'm just going to give it to you, Lord. Yeah. And I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask for guidance and direction. And you're going to show me that. And you're my boss. What a great boss to have. I know. Gosh. He's not the, he's not the uh, mean dictator type <laughs> boss. But that's part of the, that's part of the uh, witness that we bring as well, is that this, this life of recovery is not just a life of, I can't do this or I'm not allowed to fill in the blank. It's um, a life of true uh, freedom. And I think that's best demonstrated in you know how you how Step Seven does community so well. It does do community very well. Um, anyway, so the last piece to this is uh, Savior. Yeah, Lord and Savior. And so um, I have a phrase in my head, and um, my recovery is not my Savior. And so, um, in other words, I don't put all of my energies into staying staying in a life of recovery and sobriety. Instead, what we're offering, guys, is to put your energies into being a disciple of Christ. So I wonder if you have any thoughts on that, what it means to have Jesus as Savior. Well, this is kind of an easy one for me to get across to him. You know, the Lord part is a little bit tougher, I think. As far as Savior is concerned, again, we talk about freedom. And and we need freedom from this, this prison we're in. And the neat thing, and it's kind of a tough thing, though, too, is these men that come to to step seven, one of the first things that we need to get across to them is that their way doesn't work. They are broken, and that's a tough thing. They are broken because you you can't call on a Savior till you recognize your need of a Savior. That's huge. They need to understand that, that again, I'm, I'm not, things are not working. I'm making some bad moves lately. I need a savior, but they can't, they can't call on a, on a savior until they, they realize that I'm, I need a savior. You know, it's, it's ridiculous to think they're going to do that if they don't come to the point of realizing where they're at. So uh, a guy's brokenness is not about his, um, addiction. 
No. The addiction is a symptom of the brokenness. Right. And so we talked about this in the first other step, in some other steps, whereas we're offering the solution to this brokenness is to have Jesus as right. Savior, not just as Lord and not just as all-powerful as that higher power. It's that he is the one who can bring true salvation, in other words, true wholeness, um, wholeness of the man. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm sensing this is where the Savior part does come in, because you just said a lot of these guys come here broken, come to Step 7 broken, and yes, they want recovery. Um, it's to make sure that you guys are getting a better picture of recovery and uh, sobriety are not what's going to heal your brokenness. Right. It's, it's the Savior part. And he saves us from what? We, we mentioned a few weeks back that we, we intentionally didn't get specific with addiction here. Yep. We, we don't talk about drugs or alcohol. We talk about what? We talk about sin. Yeah. You know, we considered the fact that it might be this sin in my life. And that's what I love about these steps. They work for everything yep. that's keeping you down, that's keeping you in prison. And that's, oh, this world has just gotten, and if you, and here we go again, if you look at, if you look at the 12-step programs, they have a 12-step program for everything you can think of. There's a book out there simply called The Diseasing of America, you know, and then I'm, oh, I'm sick. I I have Mm -hmm. this disease. We have a sin problem in our life, and that, that covers it all. Jesus, you know. Jesus doesn't look down more on the alcoholic than he does the the drug addict. I mean, it's all just a sin problem Mm -hmm. we have. And he saves us from that. And he's the solution to that problem. Yeah. What a screaming deal we get in Jesus. Yeah. I mean I think you're onto something with having Jesus be the center of recovery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind of what we do here. Yeah. His healing gospel truth. That's right. Uh, Yeah. So, well, this is uh, this is step six, and now we'll finish next time with the last step, which I'm also very excited about. And so, uh, thank you again for your insights on this. Do you have anything else, any more you'd like to share on step six? I think I'm good, buddy. All righty, thanks again. Glad to have you. Thanks for listening to the Step Seven Ministries podcast. If this story spoke to you, and you'd like to help support this ministry, just go to stepseven.org and click on support. If you or someone you love is in need of recovery from addiction and are willing to consider Jesus as your higher power, we also invite you to give us a call to see if Step 7 Ministries is right for you. Located in Parker, Colorado, Step 7 Ministries is a small group-based ministry where men share their lives while finding true life application right out of the Bible. There are sober living homes and a weekly worship service along with many opportunities to grow, learn, and serve together. Just go to step7.org and click on the process button to learn more.